Welcome to episode 40, holy crap, of the Switch Mania Playcast. The perfect way to spend your time in quarantine. <laughs> and of course, because JP has the H1N1 swine flu coronavirus from PAX East, he's not with us again this week, Barry. Oh, I hope you're joking about that. Well, considering, I wish I was, uh, considering that the Nintendo employee that was reported that has it got it at PAX. Did he really? And JP was playing a bunch of games all weekend. I hope he cleaned his hands and used sanitizer all weekend when he was there. He, he still has my games. He, he better wipe has your games. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten to meet up with him to get those games. Man, those games, he better like, I don't know, throw them in the microwave or something. I don't know what he's going to do. Like, douse them in bleach before he hands them to me if that's the case. <clears throat> All I have to say, Barry, is we are in the end times according to social media. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, yeah, according to social media. <laughs> like, the day, and, you know, we, we're dating ourselves to, you know, mid-March right now, but uh, 2020, but the, the day that they decided to close Disneyland and Disney World, we knew we are in a worldwide epidemic. Because Disney World doesn't close for natural <clears throat> disasters. Well, what about um, the sports? Every sport is sports. done. You know, all sports is it's done. It's like a gamer's dream. No sports. Stay inside. Avoid social interaction. <laughs> the worst, the worst part. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm ready to just camp in, but I do have to go out and you know take care of a few things. But the worst part about going out right now is people are so, so paranoid, and they're focusing just on the coronavirus, <clears throat> and they're like, oh, that's all there is. So if you have any other symptoms, even if it's not related to coronavirus, they look at you like you are the scum of the earth. <laughs> and like right now in mid-March, it's freakishly warm. Like it is warmer than normal. Yeah. And I have seasonal allergies and I usually start taking like Flonase in like April when, you know, it really starts to warm up. Well, now I'm started Flonase a couple days ago um, because my allergies are kicking in. And anyone who suffers with allergies, you'll hear me clear my throat. Um, you get like the sinus strip. You get the little bit of the mucus. Um, it, it's never fun. And it's one of those things where if I'm in public and I have to clear my throat because of it, People are looking at me like, oh, my God, you're sick. It's like, you know, it's, the it's, coronavirus. Just, it's just allergies like yeah. everyone gets them or so many people get them. You know, it's not contagious or anything. It's just freaking allergies. If, if you know about the coronavirus, it is it is a dry cough. It is a you know, it is a very dry throat. If you have mucus, that's not Corona. You know, if you have a runny nose, that's not Corona. You could just get the common cold. <laughs> you know, you're well, not going to die. It's so crazy out here in Georgia right now. That the with the pollen that our cars are covered in yellow like dust oh everywhere God. here and so like I mean I was on the trampoline with my daughter feeling old by the way and <laughs> and like it was just like the pollen on there was like bouncing all around it was Ugh. insane that's a death trap for me I hate when it gets like that but over where we are our county um so yesterday there were thirteen cases. And we were declared moderate risk. Another, like, six more cases were discovered today. Three in my hometown. There are three cases in my hometown right now. Um, Seasonal so, allergies? 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I'm Corona. messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> so people now are insane, insane. Have you gone shopping at all during this time? So um, I've avoided it, but the um, we had to go out for normal um, normal items. Yeah. And ironically, the toilet paper shortage is hilarious to me. Yes. Like. So my wife had to go to multiple places, and the only place that she could find was a Dollar General that had a couple rolls, and then she heard that Costco um, and Sam's Club have, like, limitations, but they may have stuff. But it's, like, that serious that people are, like, loading their cars full of TP. Um, I jokingly said, oh, well, if we run out, then we just have to... Ooh, Siri wants to say something. Um, But... I told the wife, like, I was like, we run out. We just have to change our process and hop in the shower after we're done, apparently. Like, yeah, if, that's if one we, way to do it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, in reality, like, what are we going to do if everything runs out? And the, the epidemic isn't because, oh, we need TP for the coronavirus. It's that everybody is anticipating that because items are made in China, that that's going to be the first thing to go. And that's funny. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah oh i think it's i think it's hilarious luckily my my mother-in-law was one of those that always made sure to have toilet paper paper towels tissues so that rubbed off on my wife so like when we start getting low we go to like bj's and get like the full 36 pack and we it would take us like six months to a year to go through that like if if that long i mean maybe even longer so we have plenty knock on wood we don't need any of that <laughs> well and it's good to be prepared and i get it but i've seen people loading up vehicles and chopping cars oh. to the sky and it's not necessary i i went out we have water but i wanted to get more water so i went out last night <clears throat> went to a bj's parking lot was full okay I park, find a good spot, nothing bad, and I start to walk in, and I'm noticing that there's a lot of people leaving, and I'm like, oh, they must be out of whatever, and then I realize those people aren't leaving because they're out of whatever. They're leaving because they need a shopping cart, and there are no shopping carts at all there, and then I look around at the cart returns in the parking lot, and I realize there's no carts in any of them either. So the parking lot became a game of Pac-Man of just people wandering up and down these aisles looking for carts. Um, <laughs> I had to get a cart by finding somebody who was loading their buggy into a car and saying, hey, when you're done with that, can I get it? Um, so I get there, and I'm going for water. I get to the back of the store, and as I'm getting there, the closer I get, I start to see some people running with a, a, a thing of bottled water. I'm like, okay, good. Well, apparently they had just emptied a pallet. And they put a brand new pallet there, and it was insane. Like within seconds, it was empty. And I managed to get two cases, which I don't know how I did, but it was gone, like instantaneously. People are fighting over it. Then it took me oh, – that's all I got. Like I got a few other little things along the way, like, oh, I need this while I'm running to the checkout. I went to the express, and it took me 45 minutes to get out through the express. People were lining around the store for the regular you know, checkouts. 
it was insane. And of course, by the time I got towards my car, I didn't even make it to my car. Someone found me on the way to the car. Hey, can I have your cart when you're done with it? <laughs> and of did, course, I gave it to him. Did you tell him, help, help me load my groceries? He, I didn't, and he actually did it on his own. <laughs> oh, that's actually awesome. He did it on his own. I thanked him. I said, well, you know, we got we to work together here. So many people are me, 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 me. And the reality is we have to work together as a species. So it was really nice that you did that. Species, nice. <laughs> so um, where the supplies the game in, actually, um, is that, and this is a, a really good topical topic, um, topical ointment topic. Um, no, but this is a good topic because they've canceled the Game Developers Conference. They've cons- canceled E3. Um, and I just found out, which was like, oh, gloom and doom, they canceled Midwest Gaming Classic that I was going to. Oh, did they? Well, it's a good thing I didn't buy tickets. They (laughs) just did. Um, apparently they didn't sell enough tickets to cover the show and had to cancel due to, uh, contracts and everything. So, um, so basically, gaming is, you know, a lot of the gaming conventions where a lot of people get together are canceling, but where this is interesting when it comes to the Switch is the Game Developers Conference, as well as E3, is a showcase for those indie developers to show off their games to potential publishers. So we have a predicament where there may be, and it's not going to be now, it's going to be a future thing, but we're going to see like a lot of smaller games not get the the publisher... Um, showcase that we normally would have and this is a potential thing because not everybody goes to those to show off their games but it's gonna be a different way of doing business because of this because they're now they don't have these convention opportunities and it's not just those two there's there was about five or six like a half dozen conventions that i saw that were already canceled or postponed some are postponed to the summer so the summer might be yeah gdc was postponed yeah, and the thing is, though, is that the summertime is heavy on conventions. I'm already committed to a bunch, so like, let's it, let's hope we can go to those after well, this. Let's hope everything's okay. So, like, but here's the thing. So, say E3 is postponed, and it's the same weekend as Game On. That's gonna hurt. Well, the- E3 is canceled. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Okay, Barry. Since you're interrupting Panda, uh, since the Game Developers Conference is going to go. the summer, and say it falls in the same weekend as Game On, along with other things that fall in the same weekend as Game On, that will affect those smaller conventions or retro conventions that are because, like, those are like big industry conventions, like Game Developer Conference. Whereas Game On is retro. You know, it's a it's a it's a fun hobbyist niche thing. Um, you know, we're getting thousands of people at these conventions, whereas the, the big industry ones are getting tens of thousands, if not more. Yeah. So it's kind of going to put this year into a frenzy. This year's going to be crazy. Um, the other thing that's kind of funny to me this- is that because it's an election year, like some people are posting craziness and like literally there's been a, an epidemic every election year. Yep. Some so, some kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, actually, uh, I took a picture and I sent it over to my my or my brother posted it, but I sent it over to people. But like 2018 elections, Ebola. Before that was Zika. Before that was Ebola. Before that was MERS. Then swine flu. Then avian flu. And H1N1. Like every single one had something involved with it. Um, the difference here, though, is that everything is actually shutting down. 
yeah, because this is a different type of disease. Yeah. And it, what, what makes this disease so deadly in terms of spreading is that it takes two weeks to show symptoms. Uh-huh. And some people who have it will never show symptoms. Their immune system will kill it before it fully develops. Yeah. But you're still carrying it and you have no idea. And that's what makes it deadly. The technical thing is you could have it. I could have it. Anyone listening to this could have it. We don't know it. Mm-hmm. We just don't know it yet. And that's what makes it scary. So what my wife was saying was, is it originated in bats in China and something to do with the way they do their herbal medicines is that the bats developed this thing that they contracted to everyone, which is a strain because it's not like a coronavirus. It's a strain of viruses. And it that's like one of the origination stories that I've heard. I don't know if that's the definitive one. That's the one my wife was talking with me about today. So it's an interesting thing to see like it's developed due to the way the society is evolving. <laughs> it's is walking dead times. We're we're about to Well no, this is not zombies. Zombie we're about to turn into zombies here <laughs> and we're gonna start turning into crazed anime fanatics who play Rune Factory 4 all the time. There we go. There we go. But in reality, hopefully everybody, if anybody has it, hopefully they stay safe. Um, I know some people that have had it and and didn't realize it till later because they had like really bad respiratory infections and things oh and like God. slept all weekend. Um, that was like Kyle from VGBS podcast, my other podcast. Like he he was like sick one weekend before we we're gonna record. He's like passed out and slept the whole weekend, and he just thought he was sick. And he never gets sick, like ever, like maybe once a year. And so he was like knocked on his butt, and not looking back on the symptoms, he's like, I'm not even. He's like, he, he said he's like eighty percent sure that he had it. Like after he watched, looked at all the symptoms. But he's he's better now. Or? Oh yeah, yeah. He he had it for a weekend, and then he recovered. And that's just that some people will. The majority of people will have it for a short time, and mm-hmm. it'll be on a mild case. But it's the, the scary thing also is because the way it's growing exponentially. Um, there's going to be, you know, even if there's only, let's say, 10% of them are severe, um, those severe cases have to go to the hospital, and the hospitals aren't equipped for 10% of the cases. Yeah. They, they have a lot of respi- uh, respirators, but they don't have enough. And the case that we're ha- seeing in Italy at the time of this recording is terrible. They are literally deciding who lives and who dies. Jeez. And uh, because there's just not enough respirators. So if you had it, and let's say somebody else had it, and you're both sitting in the hallway, and they come in and say, look, we have one respirator. So one of you gets the respirator, can breathe, and hopefully recovers, while the other one drowns pretty much because that's what it is. It's, a, it's, it's like drowning, and there's nothing they could do about it because they don't have a respirator. So they are like, guess what? And if they pick the other guy, they're like, sorry, Jeff. You, we're shit out of luck. We just have too many patients. You're going to sit here and die. And, and that's it. That's a scary thing. It's insane. terrifying. Yeah, I mean, even if they didn't cancel Midwest Gaming Classic, like, we weren't going to... Because I was planning on, like, my wife and my daughter coming with and going to visit family. And, like, because my in-laws and my dad are older, they weren't coming. Because we're like, I'm not going to take and go visit family to potentially, you know, subject them to uh, the coronavirus if we somehow had it. Um, Because we're from a different area, too. And we'd be on a flight, and we'd be around people at the convention. Who knows how many? So, like, I feel like, okay, I'm going to get sick. I'll get a flu or something. But everybody else, you don't know. How is your area, though? Like, is is everything still operating? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, I, mean, so you- I mean, I mean, in my line of work, of course, I was at work today. Um, my daughter had a half day today, so they could <clears> clean. <throat> um, so far, they haven't canceled any schools. Um, okay. Lots of colleges are doing um, the, uh, you know, working from home. But like, I have a lot of coworkers that work up north in Virginia and up in Maryland, and they're completely like shutting down stuff. We we are shut down right now. Yeah, like no joke. Our municipal courts down. Our libraries are down. Our zoo is down. Our our uh, or or schools are online now. Um, all schools closed. All colleges closed. Uh, all 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 movie theaters are closed. All um, any any performance center, uh, the 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 pack, like stuff like that. All of those are closed. Anything with two hundred and fifty plus people is completely canceled. Um, <laughs> like oh, like it is literally shut down over here. Everybody's in panic mode because no one has seen all this shut down. No <laughs> one has seen library shut down and like like all this stuff the 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 malls are getting ready like the, like I said the movie theaters we had tickets to go see Mulan on on the 28th which is my wife's birthday and and I I got a message last night that Mulan was was postponed indefinitely and I sent it to her and she's pissed and then we got news that the the movie theaters are even closed so it's like it doesn't matter if it came out or not the AMC is not going to be open they are literally forbidden to open we I've been getting emails from like the local malls the local Food stores, like, hey, we are committed to cleaning everything. We're going to remain open at this time. Even, like, Best Buy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And who knows? But, like I said, there's there's 19 cases right now in, in our county. And our county has a million people in it. That's so 19 crazy. out of a million is nothing. Like, oh, it's nothing. But how many of those 19 have already infected other people and already infected others? And with such close proximity, this could spread like wildfire. Oh, we, we could already be a hot, hot zone. And that's what's scary. Yeah, it's it's gonna spread. Like I just hope that a majority of the people are in the case where it's not going to be show up and they're gonna be fine and everybody doesn't get into that situation. <laughs> that well, that's they, why they're doing these quarantines now. That's why they're shutting everything down to keep people at home because yeah. you have a better chance of cutting it off the sooner you do it. Yeah, we've we've prepared out here as be- <clears throat> as well as we can, but I mean, um, in reality, though. Um, where I want to take the conversation away from yep. Epidemic is how is this going to affect the Switch, Nintendo, and video games? Because, like, yes. Japan's shut down. Um, anything yeah. coming from China, which includes the parts in the Nintendo Switch, um, it, China's shut down. Do you think we're going to get Animal Crossing, or you think that's going to be delayed? It's a week away. Do you think stores already have physical copies? I or? think stores already have the current games, but we're talking, like, the April games. Like, probably oh, yeah. not. And, I mean... Even, like, I'm working on, you know, my pre-pub, now I'm in publication of the Switch Collector. Well, it's coming from overseas, so who knows how long that's going to take. And it'll take as long as it takes. I'll keep people updated, you know, and backers updated as I know, but, like... It's out of your hands. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was, like, before um, my one of my book releases took an extra three months because... The president announced embargoes on uh, goods coming in from China and Japan and Korea, and all of the like AliExpress and all the and like up like bombarded the um the different ports with all their goods to avoid the embargo, um to get it out there before it hit. 
So, like, my books were delayed because there was a giant backlog <laughs> of people. Like, it's, like, real-life stuff affects, like, what I do, like, more so than anything. So <laughs> I completely, like, can see this becoming an issue, especially oh, yeah. with them, like, canceling all international travel. Um, I know people that were, like, on vacation, out, like, in Europe, and they're like, well, I can't get home. I know people like military people that are like moving from like Korea and they're canceled and their goods are in route or vice versa. They're already out here and their goods are in route. Like, like they, um, they ship their whole house, you know, separately. Well, that stuff's in the ether now because of this, who knows where it's at? Like, and people are freaking out and there's not processes in place for an epidemic like this so with video games it's gonna be the same thing so like animal crossing i'm pretty sure is already at game stops and best buys and in their stock and they just can't release it till next week or or they're at least in america ready to be distributed yeah exactly um i'm not aware of any major like transitional warehouse though so I think things just come in in big batches from overseas when it comes to Maybe. like Nintendo games. I don't know of a, like a U.S. warehouse where they store all the Nintendo games. I don't think that exists. Um, maybe Nintendo of America has something set up. I hope they do uh, because otherwise, if they don't, like we're gonna be at a drought in the high part of the year. <laughs> we're gonna be at a drought of first-party games. Well, here's the deal: Nintendo usually has a drought at this time. If you look at you look at 2017, mm-hmm. 2018, and 2019, just for the Switch, there's a drought. But even if you go to 2016, 2015, 20, etc., there's Nintendo historically has a drought in the early half of the year. The first six months are usually notoriously dry. So this wouldn't be much of a difference. But I definitely think you know those weekly releases you see JP post. You're gonna see, you know, very soon they're going to completely dry up and games are going to be postponed. And, and then what's going to happen is come probably the end of April or even you know mid-April, hopefully, on, on the better side, and it's going to be like, guess what? There's like 50 releases this week because they mm-hmm. all got pushed out. Well, you got to think about it, too, is that it could even be a backlog because they're, per- they're not purchasing, but they create the cartridges. So it, it's in one bottleneck. So that bottleneck gets cut off of the pr- the cartridge production piece. Well, I don't know how many. All right, like like the main or Tencent or whatever, like whoever whoever's the big uh, you know manufacturer. Uh, they're in China and, and a couple other countries. Um, they are definitely they do like the PS4 and the PS5. They're going to be Xbox One and then mm-hmm. obviously Nintendo stuff. They are anything coming from there is shut down. However, Nintendo does have other facilities uh so those facilities might still be working so they might be getting some stuff out slower but at least getting stuff out well um, and it, and they probably have a backstock yes. a significant backstock for for a contingency plan and they may limit the amount that companies can order something for for a while until things recover and that would go back to like the old nes era where you would have ultra and konami because they can only produce so many games a month or or a year, well, like we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna see that, but we might. <laughs> but it's gonna be one of those things where it is going to have a hit. Now we might see companies say, you know what, we're still gonna push. Let's say a game was supposed to come out March thirtieth. They might say, you know what, we can't get the physical game out there, but we're still gonna release the digital game on March thirtieth because the game For is sure. done. For sure. And then then physical people will have to wait you know, until the game comes out 
And and that's going to have people championing, you know, oh, look, digital. Ah. But now there's another issue. I don't know if you're aware of this, but ISPs across the United States are starting to fail because I so, many seen people, that. so many people are staying home now. So many people are using it and they're starting to cap people and, and they don't know what they're not. They're not able to handle it. Uh, and they also have had to open it up for people <clears throat> that are less than fortunate that need to get online for their children to go to school. Yep. yep. So we're seeing our actual online infrastructure be put to the test and people downloading games. I mean, that's they're not going to be able to, you yeah. know, or it's going to be super slow. And, and it's it's one of those things where if they have to cut off, they're going to make sure like the ISPs are going to make sure people are using it for education, for work as top priorities. And downloading the latest video game is, is a luxury. Um, yes, the Internet is absolutely a necessity, but it's not a necessity to, to download games. It's a necessity for work and for school and says stuff you, like that. Says you, Barry. Says you. Yeah, yeah, says me. Says it's a fact. You. Hey, all I got to say is the glass half full part of this <laughs> is if they don't release a bunch of physical Switch games, that means we can dig into our backlog, Barry. Like... <laughs> <laughs> they, they will, they will release them. I will make. I will go over there with guns blazing. You will release these games, but no, they, I mean they will. We can absolutely get to our backlog, and if OKJP can start, you know, playing the games to join us on the, the playcast, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, JP be keeps giving us games to play, and then he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't even play them. <laughs> hey, the ones he gives us, or the ones we say let's do. Yeah, come on, JP, you're on for your episode, but Barry's episode. Uh, send us a message via an email on your thoughts. <laughs> well, and, and I, I, I asked him to do that. If I don't think he would have done that if I didn't. No, and then we'd have nothing from JP. <laughs> like, come on, JP. <laughs> no, we, we at least have, even though JP's not part of this, he will have commentary on, on the game of the episode um, via his message in an email, which <laughs> is the best we can do. <laughs> Uh, hopefully JP recovers. <laughs> yes. Speaking of that, should we get to the game of the episode? Oh, absolutely. We've talked about um, coronavirus for way too long now. Um, <laughs> so the um, game of the episode, as you can see the title card, those that are listening, um, Rune Factory 4 Special. Um, this game was developed by Neverland and published by Marvelous. Um, as well as Exceed Games with the original version, um, but it was marvelous for the Switch. Um, the Switch version was released worldwide in February of 2020, so we're pretty topical for once. Um, it was released last year in 2019, though, and the original version was released in America on the 3DS in October of 2013. So this is another example of one of those seven-year-old games that's ported to the Switch because of the combination of big screen and portability. Um, it'll be interesting to see the differences between what I thought of the graphics and what Barry did because I played primarily in handheld. I think you play on your screen, right? Barry? I played the screen, but I also went back and looked at 3DS footage mm -hmm. and compared it to... Okay, cool. Um, so this game was directed by Masahiri Mayada um, and Shinichi Manabe, uh, produced by Yoshifumi Hashimoto. Um, there were lots of artists, and Yoshifumi Hashimoto was also the writer. Um, the composer was Tomoko Morita. So um, it's part of the Rune Factory series, which is an offshoot of 
Harvest Moon. Um, and there's a lot of story and things which we can dig into. Um, what I'd like to do, though, is more so talk about my experiences with it. <laughs> yeah, um, you should go first, then we'll read JP, and then I'll go last. Hmm. I don't know, though. Maybe I'm a little bit different than that. But I can go first. That's fine. Um, okay. So... Basically, I was playing Rune Factory. I started it up after we recorded, so I gave it a week. So that's kind of the idea with our games from the Playcast going forward is, is we play it for a week and decide if we want to add the game to our backlog to start playing. Um, I used the example of Dragon Quest XI. Barry did such a good job of selling that sucker on me um, with the Game of the Year episode that I was like, I need to keep playing it. And so that became my backlog game that I've been playing when I have free time. Um, Rune Factory 4, though, I played that instead of Dragon Quest uh, this week, so I just dove right into Rune Factory 4, which was nice. It was nice only focusing on one game. Um, and I wanted to give it the, you know, the proper, um, focus, right, for, because, like, Barry's been talking it up for weeks, as all the listeners know, so I wanted to, wanted to play it. Um, so, the main, you know, story with Rune Factory and all of that, like, it's, it's the type of game that I normally wouldn't play because of the art style on the, like, even on the box art, it's not something that... You know, draws me in. It's that um, highly anime style, almost like a Yahweh, which is like the um, a anime that is more designed for females. Um, and it's a different style. It's all cutesy. It's beautiful art, amazing looking art. But it's not something that I generally am drawn to from a box art perspective. I've seen those games on the 3DS, and I never played them. Um, that being said, it's an action game. I wrote in my notes. Um, lots of stuff to do. Uh, the action mode is really cool. I accidentally put it in hard mode, Barry, uh, when I played. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, never died um, in hard mode, which was interesting, until I got to the second major boss. But um, I kind of didn't know what to do, so I was just running around. I noticed that everything you do levels you up, whether that be running around, smashing a boulder, or a... With well, it levels rock. your skills. It doesn't level you up. Yeah, it levels every little thing that you do up. So mm-hmm. like, everything you do levels you up. Like, And I wrote down, that reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy 2. Yes, it does. Final Fantasy 2 uh, was my <coughs> least favorite of the Final Fantasy games because of <laughs> me being OCD and I want to level up my characters. Well, now i got to level up each individual weapon, each individual skill, each individual thing. And my problem is is that in a game like Rune Factory, you play in day-night cycles. And as you get through the day, you get tired, eventually, and you use up your stamina. I think they called it, like, RP. RP. Yeah, <coughs> RP. Um, and you use it up, and you can replenish it with items. But um, to me, it gives me anxiety, because I'm like, every day I want to accomplish all my daily tasks. And I also which does uh, get easier as you play. Yeah, and it did. It did get easier as I played. Um, I did not make it through the whole first section um, th- with one week of playing. And again, I'm working though like yeah. full days and getting home. And I'm playing it for like an hour or so every day. Um, and so to me, it's like I wrote too much to do? Question mark. Like there is so much to do, and every time you take on a new task. Um, from the, like, life 
it's like a um a mailbox that's alive <laughs> like it's like really weird um and i noticed in jp's like thing that he wrote he's like what a, he didn't he couldn't figure out that you had to go back to the mailbox to get um to to finish out the mission like that's yeah. that's what i i read and i was like oh yeah you just have to go back and talk to it but i tried to play things blind whereas yep. um it's like I, I wrote down it's kind of the charm of the game but for a casual playthrough for a week it was a bit overwhelming for me um and that's because i'm going through with one week right i like i gotta get some gotta get it in i gotta you know get as much as I can in the time that I have allotted. So, um, and I, I wrote in here in quotation marks, reference Barry messages. So, throughout <laughs> the week, Barry's like, oh, you just do this, this, and this, and you hack this, 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 and this. And I can just imagine in my head as I'm reading it, JP reading and going, I'm not playing this game this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can see, because I'm like, I'm reading it, and because I'm playing it live, I understood exactly what you were saying with your messages. I'm like, oh, yep, that does make sense that I would do this and this with the um the swords and he was talking about sword upgrading and stuff but like i would not have known that just playing the game um, i didn't either i yeah, eventually you, looked you'd have to like look it up and to me <clears throat> like and and these games are some of these games especially from like the playstation era are meant to be played with like a strategy guide right and now we go online for our strategy guide so it makes sense but I am a traditionalist. I like to just play things for enjoyment. You can. That's the beauty in this game. And, and I me, did. It's like Zelda 1. You know, like you can just mm-hmm. play it. Yeah. And so, like, to me, um, I wrote in here, I almost don't want to do everything to progress the story. So, like, I had to progress. To progress the story, you have to continually go day to day. And then you have to go and fight and find the different dungeons to fight the bosses, which then turn to cutie cutesy characters that join the community. Um, eventually, I'm assuming there's a big story reveal uh, that I haven't gotten to that shows why mm-hmm. those characters do that. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I can see exactly what it is. They're all probably <coughs> the gods with the uh, dragon. That's my assessment. Probably that's a very general way of putting it. Um, but I haven't I have definitely not played beyond the first two bosses, which turn into two characters. Um, <laughs> but I'm assuming that's some along those lines is going to happen. I'm probably wrong in some aspects and right you in are. some. <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that like it's a weird thing because I wanted to progress the story, but I also wanted to do everything. Um, and my favorite part was just going and fighting things. And then it's like, well, but if you want to go do this, you got to go do a cooking thing. And I didn't even know that I had to go to a billboard outside the dragon god to, and you can like pay your PP, which is like your experience almost. Prince points. Um, yeah, your PP. You could take a PP. Um, but you use that, and then you can unlock like cooking. And I'm like, oh, I already did, got past the cooking day for that. And I'm like, oh, now I could cook. Oh. Um, I never even tried to cook yet. Uh, I haven't tried mining or anything. I did the one thing for the events. So like, there's a you can do one event a day, and then it turns into two, then three, and probably more. Um, but I would do those. Like, so I did the one thing: create a monster barn or go befriend a monster. Um, and I would do all of that like <coughs> once. But then I would just continue to go fight and try to unlock the story. So, I mean that, and that was the because we're only playing it one week mentality right and i also put down that i was 
there's so much story that I was pressing the B button to skip through it because there was so much talking. Um, and now, obviously, if I had all the time in the world, I would be reading it, and I guarantee you it's a, a cute story where all the characters interact, and you have to impress them and try to woo them all. And I was a female character, and I was telling all the females I loved them, and they were saying they loved me back. Um, and I kept on leveling up the communication points and all that because you that that all your relationships level up i saw that um mm-hmm. i didn't even try delving into that via the time constraints <laughs> but i know it's there um, it's a meaty game it's it is a super meaty game and that is actually a huge benefit just because i was only playing it for a week that's not a knock on the game that's a knock on i wish that i had infinite time in the day to dedicate to this you'll be in game. quarantine so now you can't <laughs> yeah not me um <laughs> now here's the other piece that i wanted to touch upon before we get to jp's part because um, i don't want to go too in depth um because i'm assuming his barry's been playing the shit out of it so um um <laughs> i, I wrote down the graphics look decent <laughs> in handheld mode albeit definitely a representation of the 3ds era i wrote but obviously the 3ds port you can <laughs> tell it's a 3ds game um it has that you know to me it's also reminiscent of a super nintendo style game too um a little bit not really it it really it reminds me of a like a psp game um a lot of the the polygonal psp games because the psp games look pretty good um Mm -hmm. and it's not a knock on the graphics it's just it looks like a handheld game which is like the ds the 3ds the psp not quite i mean the vita was a little more powerful um than the psp but like it just it reminded me of that and the graphics aren't bad it's just that's the style that they went for and it works well with the artistic cutesy nature um again like i said that kind of style doesn't connect with me personally not a knock on the game on it's just me my own personal bias um but overall though um my assessment i like the game um i think it's pretty cool I don't think it's going to go into my immediate backlog, but if I get to a point where I have, like, quarantined um, <laughs> and and I have a game, this will be one in, in the running of, like, maybe I should go back to Rune Factory 4 because it was fun. And I didn't have an opportunity to see if my, my daughter, because, like, London would enjoy it because I was playing it in a handheld mode. I didn't play it on the big screen. <clears throat> I think she might enjoy it. I think she might, too. And um, if Animal Crossing doesn't come out, then <laughs> maybe maybe we throw it up on the the big screen, and I see because I named the girl. The, I played as the girl character. I named her London, so that oh. way it's her name. And then you know the farm was Chloe Farm, which was our doggy that passed away. So I was like, it'll, it'll be the, the farm that sprouts life. Like I thought it was a cool reference. So when she does play it, she'll really get an appreciation for things. But. Like, the thing is, is that I don't like all the different meaty pieces, like the go fishing and do the cooking and do all the extra stuff, but going around and battling and collecting all the stuff from all the enemies and and things like that, that's really fun. That's what I like, but I'm a Zelda fanatic, and that really feels like Zelda. I think, to me, if you're a, you know, a, a casual gamer... Um, and don't have a lot of time. If you go for it for the story plus 
the action parts, it's great. If you get sidetracked by all the meatiness, because you got to do farming and marriage and mining, and you know, then the whole monster befriending and monster ranching, yep. and you got to do all of those missions too to progress the story. So it's like a, a double-edged sword where you have to like try it all out. But um, Barry will probably be able to touch on if it, any of it's mandatory, because that I don't know. No. And nope. it feels like it is. If it's not, nope. It's That's not great. That it's not mandatory. Yeah, because that whole outside crap. of like the tutorial stuff. Because I mean, the only thing that's going to be evident though is if I only go and pass the two heroes, of course. If I only go in and just keep playing through the game, I probably wouldn't be able to do it on hard without crafting <coughs> because you probably got to make your weapons oh, strong. You can't do it through easy without crafting. Interesting. Yeah, because I right now I'm murking people. Um, and I've, I've been using the gloves, so you have these gloves and you do combos and stuff, and I was just timing the combos so I wouldn't get hit, and oh, so, like, I was, I was fighting the horse, and he, he killed me, like, a couple times, that was the second boss, the big horse boss, um, and I eventually learned how to time the, the gloves, and I was able to not even get hit fighting him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a pretty deep combat system, each weapon mm-hmm. feels different. For sure, and like I was able to beat the boss. Like he killed me a few times, and because they had, I think, he had three different um, forms. And the, the third form, when he came back alive, he um, would just charge after you. I was just doing a little bit of juking and jiving, and I was able to um, avoid him and destroy him and beat him real quick. So that was good, and I, I enjoyed the combat system from that. Of course, if you go traditional hack and slash with a big sword, you could do that like Zelda, and again, you can time things. Like, it's it's really um, tight, I would say, for the, for the control-wise. I was expecting it not to be because when you think of a polygonal action game like Zelda, um, but, like, from a different company, it's usually, like, a little loose feeling. It's not. It's It's really good action for uh, what it is, but that's about as far as I got. I want to say I probably put about five hours in, maybe. Um, again, I got sidetracked by some of the, the superfluous stuff <laughs> for a while because <laughs> I was sitting there like, oh, let me do the farming and, and put it in there. So, And basically, if you do the farming, though, you get money because um, you can put the, the, the crops into a box, and then after the next day, they you sell the crops, essentially, um, and you get money, and that's how you get money, and then you can buy upgrades to stuff like, and that's the main way that I found to get money, um, unless you just trade loot that you find, but you don't get as much for that. So um, there's a, like you don't have to do it, but it does make certain aspects easier. Um, <laughs> there's multiple ways to get money. Yeah, and I figure that there's a few that I don't even know about because, again, uh, number one, I've been going through the story fast, <laughs> like, and so I probably missed something that they said. And then number two is that, um, you know, I'm not looking online for tutorials or anything. So the game pretty much tells you what to do. Like it, it, it gives you good tutorials. Mm-hmm. And me probably flying through was probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Barry, should we read JP's? I, yeah, I have it up. Do you have it up, or I got it up? Yeah, we both have it up. Whichever. Um, so JP claims that he got to only got to play three hours of the game, which means he got about thirty minutes of gameplay. Ha ha. <laughs> so he says that he watched the story for two and a half hours. Um, he liked the humor of the story. Um, the the humor behind all the different 
character interactions and the wide range of characters, each with their own personalities. Um, I'd like to piggyback on that by saying that with the wide range of characters, um, like when you get introduced to a character, it does like a little anime cutscene, which is pretty cool. I did like that. It reminded me of an anime. Um, he said, surprisingly, it's fun till the fields and try and help out your fellow citizens, although I'm stuck in the second request or placing furniture. Don't know how to end the task. Um, so he said it's fun until the combat is what he's saying. Is that what no, it is? No, he's saying that it's fun to till the fields as oh. in to farm and to try and help out your fellow citizens. Okay. Um, so yeah, but he couldn't figure out the, um, how to end the task, which means he had to just go back and talk with the mailbox. Um, the action adventure mechanics are smooth and love how the game can transition from being a, in the kingdom and farming and going out to the field. Um, never made it to the dungeon (laughs) and start slashing Which is like super easy to get to. What is that? Like three screens? Three screens or four screens over, yeah. Yeah. So he went three or four screens (laughs) and left. Um, I'm not sure going to i'm not sure to going to bed early so not sure how i feel about a game that makes you get enough sleep each night ha ha you see that's a kicker you don't actually what happens is the game resets at six o'clock and you can go to bed at like five o'clock if you want but you actually have a sleeping scale and the more you sleep the higher it is Mm -hmm. so you could you can literally stay up like once it's past midnight you'll start your character will start to like yawn a little bit and interrupt your moves because you're starting to get tired but you don't have to go to sleep until you really want to Um, so um why jp wrote that though is because those of you who know jp know that he doesn't sleep because he's looking up games all day that's why he wrote (laughs) ah because he's like i don't know about a game that makes you have to go to bed (laughs) so Um, (laughs) it's ridiculous Um, (laughs) he said he could see himself losing months playing this game and there's so much to do and definitely a lot of replayability um 100% agree and jp can't say a bad thing about a game but in all reality like anything that i'm like nitpicking is a nitpick but it's really like just because of the the um short scope of playing that i was able to do because now i know like next week i gotta play something else and it's like (laughs) man and fortunately jp is trying to shoot games out to us well i didn't get one of them because he sent us used codes barry what the heck um (laughs) but one used code yeah so it's pretty funny um but i want to hear from the master mr no time himself like what are your experiences with the game well, so far i, I mean think I, you're I, like way further in the game you've been playing it long. i just i just beat it tonight um you just beat well, it beat it yeah it's well i've been playing it for weeks <laughs> um so the game itself i went into this pretty much blind i i, I have the other rune factory games i i have them all actually and i the reason i never played any of them is simply because I'm a big fan of the Harvest Moon games. I love the original. I love 64. I, I, you know, I liked Wonderful Life. Back to Nature was all right. Um, you know, even the Game Boy games were, were good. Uh, and then I, I picked up the, the Harvest Moon games since, but I just I really never played them, or, or even Story of Seasons, which is now really Harvest Moon. Um, and the reason for that is I got absorbed into those games. I don't know why... This farming, but oh my god, did I get absorbed in the characters and the world, and I loved it. <clears throat> so it was a, it was at a point where I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to give this one a shot. I think I'm going to go back into this this series. 
And I realized exactly why I didn't play the others, and it's because I got absorbed into it. <laughs> and and that's exactly what happened. But this game, this game's the farming mechanic is Harvest Moon, 100% Harvest Moon. Um, the battle mechanic is is not only Zelda but Secret of Mana with the leveling system. Absolutely, and, that is and, actually a really good comparison. Secret yeah. of Mana, but you don't have the cooldown meter, right? No cooldown meter. You no can switch weapons meter. whenever. Um, every weapon levels up. Um, what I like about the level ups is if you actually go through all your skills and look at it, every level up gives you bonus. Like this raises your max HP and your max RP, and this raises your vitality and your strength and so every little thing you're doing even just walking or sleeping you're raising your max hp your strength your vitality your rp whatever um what which level I like. were you at barry when you beat the game <sighs> when i finally beat i think it was like 165 maybe how far were you at the end of like phase one because oh i was probably like in the 40s or so i think i'm only at level like 16 and i'm like marking people <clears throat> levels go quick okay. they go quick i mean I'm like not, i was I'm not even by the, like right now i'm fighting level 300 stuff <laughs> like levels go quick um but yeah the the whole beauty of this game is there is no rush like even if they're, they're like oh my god you know we have to do this quickly there is no rush the game takes place Yes, four months of the year. Every month is a season. You know, spring, summer, fall, winter. Um, but the game goes on indefinitely, so you can play this game as much as you want. So if you're worried, oh, I need to go do this dungeon, but there's a festival today, and I really want to do the festival, um, you can sit and do the festival and just do the dungeon tomorrow. If you don't want to do the festivals, you don't even have to initiate any festivals, and you could just go about your way. You can, you can Screw actually. Screw that guy that taste tests my food. You can add a hole. Here's the kicker. You can actually forego, for the most part, farming. And that's crazy because farming is your main source of income. And the nice thing about farming is you start off with a few seeds you can do and then you slowly do tasks like, oh, you know, ship a turnip. Oh, you've shipped a turnip. Okay, well, now you have more seeds and now you can get more plants and, and more crops. And each crop is dependent on the time of year and they grow better in different seasons, just like real life. And and it's, eventually you can actually expand your farm Twice. So you can have three times the amount of land that you have there. On top of that, there are four extra farming plots. One in an area that's always spring, summer, fall, and winter. So things that grow best in fall, you can constantly grow every single day in the fall plot. You have to go out to the fall plot. You can teleport right to it. Um, so you can you can spend your entire days ignoring the battle and just do nothing but farming, which is cool. On top of that, there's the monster catcher, which I love, where you can take any monster in the game, including bosses, and you can you can throw certain things, whatever they like, and if you give them stuff they like, they will join you. You have a monster barn. Now, when they join you, you can brush them every day. You can give them stuff to raise their friendship meter. When their friendship meter is high enough, you can have them work the farm for you. You could have them water the crops. You could have them destroy rocks or, or, or uh, like logs. You can have them uh, plant seeds. Like, you can literally make them, like, slave labor, in a sense. Jeez, slavery which, in a Nintendo game. Which is, which is interesting, because that's one of the things that, like, Harvest Moon, like, like I, would, I remember, like, days where I would just have so many crops to do and, and animals to take care of, that by the time I finished, it was, like, 5 o'clock, and I couldn't go into town and talk with people. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> there goes my whole day. Now it's time to go to bed and do it again. This, um, so... Now you're you in a job. <laughs> it is. It's really a job. But you don't really need to worry about that um, in this game as much because 
money isn't is money is used for buying more crops it's also used if you want to buy weapons but the key to weapons is making weapons crafting does not cost money at all outside of buying recipes it does not cost money it just costs materials which you find by killing enemies the you could also just go off the cuff and just throw things you don't even need a recipe um so if like i don't have the recipe for this but i want to look it up online you can make it but that's good enough. Res- recipes are where it's at. You're constantly getting better weapons, better gear, better equipment. And I'll tell you, like, like they start to jump. So like lower levels, it's like, oh, well, this weapon has like 50 attack. And then this weapon, the next weapon up has like 65 attack. Okay, cool. By the time you get into the second and third act, they go from like 150 attack so the next one is like 550 attack. Then, then it goes up to 1,000 attack. Then it goes to like 2,200 attack. I think the weapon I'm using is like 6,100 attack or something like that. And when you craft, it, certain things have to be certain equipment. Like if it says you need a red gem, you need a red gem. But if it says you need uh, a mineral, so you can use iron, which is the cheapest, or you can use orichalcum. And if you use like the higher grade materials, when you craft it, the weapon will have bonus stats. It will have higher attack. It'll have, and the same with armor, bonus defense. It has bonus extra stats. Like, oh, that's 6,100 damage weapon. Well, we're also going to throw 75 strength on it and like 55 vitality and stuff. Jeez, so I was like, that's and super then, deep though. And then you could also upgrade every piece of gear 10 times. Huh. You could upgrade to level 10 by using other materials. So, hey, I got this piece of Orange Outcome, and it says, you know, the difficulty is like, say, 45, which means you have to be like level 45 in that craft. Um, and it adds attack plus 50. Okay, well, let me put that on my sword, and boom, attack plus 50. If you get 10 of them, you could bang, 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 10 of them. Um, with, but there's diminishing returns, of course. It's not, you know, but but it works. And it shows you, hey, if you do this, this is what you're going to wind up with. And it it's very deep. And it's a completely, you know, additional thing. Like I didn't, I didn't fully upgrade my weapons. I could have. Um, there's strategies where it's like, oh, fully upgrade using these materials, and you get you can like break the game kind of deal. I didn't do that. <laughs> the I combat- mean, that just shows you how deep that crafting <laughs> system is, and you don't even have to do it. You can make medicines. I never made my medicines for for cooking. There's like there's like eight different things for cooking. There's like a simple table, there's a frying pan, there's a knife for sushi, there's a mixer for drinks, there's an oven for like baked goods, and then if if you get them all, you can use your PP to combine them all into like one, so you could do it all in one machine. Um, But yeah, it's it's super deep. It is beyond deep. And again, it's optional. You don't have to make your own food. Tell tell me again, Barry, how you use your PP to cook. (laughs) <laughs> oh, use your PP to cook, man. Use your people for a lot of things. Um, there is uh, so so the game is actually broken up into three acts. The act one is right at the start. It starts act one. Um, you go through. You you accomplish the goals. You see credits. Boom, the end. And I would and assume that's... that is you fighting, going through all the temples, and seeing all the different yes, yes bosses you're... changing to humans. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Four of them. You, you, the fourth one, you beat Act One. That's why I said, cool. told you, it's really not that long. I mean, you're already halfway there, and mm-hmm. and the other two just boom, boom. Is actually the fourth one's not even a dungeon; it's just a boss. So it's really just three dungeons and a boss. Um, but here's where the one negative to this game happens, and and this is honestly a game of the year contender for me for the content. But this one thing, 
will either make or break it for you depending on how much you want to play this game mm-hmm. and how much you want to get invested. And what that is are the random events. So this game uses a system where periodically, and you don't know unless you te- do some testing, um, there are called event days. And it doesn't say this is an event day, it just sort of happens. And one of many different events will occur. These events range from just mini events or more involved events that may take multiple days to accomplish. And each of these events are little stories. Um, some are like the mini events are just little, you know, kind of scenarios with the, the girls or the guys that you can marry and kind of like lets you get to know them a little more. While some of the other more involved events uh, can be pretty deep. Um spanning days and and drama Hmm. so and what i like about that is like you can just walk in like oh something's happening and it kind of makes the world feel alive i like this system here's what i don't like about this system these events gate content i don't mind events gating content i don't like it when rng gates the content you so just by gating you mean like limiting the content to like a specific locking event. the content yeah yeah okay so to in order to start act two you beat it now you're like cool act two is an event spawn so in order to start act two like i played it for a week of just going through the motions farming killing things and suddenly the event took place to start act two okay now act two starts once Act 2 starts, you can get to go to a whole bunch of new places, a new adventure. It's awesome. But it had to start. When I beat Act 2, which was tougher than Act 1 and, and definitely culminated in what felt like a final boss, and it really was, um, again, you have to wait for another event. And you have to hope that event happens. And I've read people who took them a year to find that event. I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Oh, um, luckily for me, it took me a very, very short time. It took me maybe three days, and the event occurred. I was like, oh, my God, there's the event. So I was able to go to Act 3. But it doesn't just stop with the Act 2 and 3. It also affects marriage, which is a major part of the game if you want to go down that route. And I like to play a game. I like to see everything. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll do the marriage thing. I want to see what it's like. How they, how they handle it. Well, marriage, if you want to get married to a girl or a guy, you need to see a marriage event before they will accept your proposal. Or if you're a girl, before they will propose to you. Um, so if you're playing a girl, you have it actually easier than the guys, which I'll get to. But if you want to see that marriage event occur, you need to see prerequisite events of these random events. Hmm. Now, some of them are, hey, it's just one event you have to see. Others, it's four. Four other events before you see the marriage event. Like, holy crap. It took me, and I, I when I found an event day, I, I saved beforehand. I loaded my save. I, I slept. I walked outside, found what event was playing. If it wasn't the right one, reset my game, kept going. I did this for several hours before I finally got the event with the girl I was hoping for. Several hours. My so wife get was for being there, picky. By laughing girls. at me. Well, no, here's the kicker. I started dating another one. I said, "Fuck it, I was gonna move on." Excuse my language, but I'm like, because you, you could date every girl or every guy you want in the game. <laughs> There's no penalty. You could have every, like a harem of, of people. Um, that's cool. Once you get married, the others like go back to like we're just friends. They, they don't say anything at all. But you can still confess your love to them, and they're like, "Um, you're married. I'm gonna tell your wife." <laughs> it's pretty funny, but um. Here's what to do to get married. On top of seeing these events, and the prerequisite events can happen anytime. Anytime. That could be the very first event you ever see and you have no idea. 
Um, so you could be locked, you, know, you could boot up the game and see the event that took me hours. It's random. It's RNG. Every time you reload, it's different. Um, then you have to get the person that you want to date their affinity up to level seven. Once you get them to seven, you confess I love you. And then it's random if they will accept your proposal of being boyfriend, girlfriend. So again, you can save, tell them I love you. They could say no, reset and try again until eventually they say yes, <laughs> which if it were real life worked like that, that has to be sexual harassment. Well, is it a random thing though that yes. they say it back? Because yeah. I did it with a one and they said it back. No, they'll say like, I love you and I love everybody in this town. Ah. Like stuff like that. They'll, if if they accept it, they're like, really? Wait, you're not joking? Let me think about it. Meet me tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, that didn't happen. That's how you know. One so, of them joined me in a battle when I oh, went no. out, which was yep. cool too. Like, yeah, you any party member can do that. You can you could have party members join, like any villager join you, uh, up to two. You have two people in your party. You could have the monsters join you too. Yeah, I had the monsters help me too fighting, which which is awesome because you got a party member. Um, but anyway, so then now you start dating. So now that you're your boyfriend girlfriend, now you have to go on at least three dates. So you actually have to talk to them and say, hey, let's go on a date tomorrow. You pick your pl- place you want to go. You see a little cute scene, you, you know, um, and you go on dates. You have to go on at least three dates. Now you have to get them up to level rank 10 to see the marriage event. Now, if you're a guy, you have to upgrade your bed to a double bed. <laughs> because you both have to be able to sleep and you have to craft an engagement ring. Because you have to give that to propose. If you're a girl, however, at the end of the marriage event, the guy will propose you can accept or refuse. <clears throat> so if you play a girl, you have it a little easier. But if it was a guy, you uh, you have to have these extra things. Which isn't isn't that hard. I'll be honest with you. I think it's like 30,000 gil for the for the uh, bed, which kind of sucked you know, early on. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to totally get this done with. And I had like... 600,000 gold by, or 700,000 gold by the time I was finally able to get married. Now, from what I read, um, you can have a kid. You have a kid in this game. <laughs> so it takes like 14 days after you're married, and then your your wife or your husband will mention, we, you know, we'll have a baby, and then another like 12 days, you go to the doctor, and they say, oh, wouldn't it be nice if it's a boy or girl? You could pick the sex. And like another 20 days, and boom, you now have a kid. Apparently, ages five years, and now, you know, you have a little kid running around, and there's new events that occur, and like there's a lot to this game. But all that content, if you really want to see that content, it's gated by these random events, and that is the one negative I will say about this game. Um, I do not like that. I do not think that's a smart system. I'm surprised they didn't fix that um, in the Switch version. Um, what is funny though is the heart system. Um, by the time the girl I was courting. Uh, I finally got the events. I had her at 14 hearts. When when you get married, I, she's at 34 hearts. So it's like it like boom blows away everybody else. It's it's funny the game did that. Like no, there's no one else in your life at this point. There is no divorce, you know. <laughs> um, but everything else, the mining, the the logging, there's the fishing, um, all of that stuff. When you start the game, it's very overwhelming, and it, it takes all your RP, which is your resource. Um, really, really quickly it drains it and you're like, oh my god, there's so little I can do. But like real life, you know, you want to lift weights, you're tired very quickly if it's your first time doing it. But after a while, you you know, you build up your muscles and you're like, oh, I could do this forever. Um, it's the same thing. Um, to recover RP, you can use food, 
Um, I never really used food for it. Um, there are rune flowers and rune crystals all over the world. Yeah, Once you find where they are, you go right. You, you teleport right to where they are, break them, get them, boom. You, you can just go indefinitely pretty much. Um, there's enough rune crystals. And they, re- they respawn every single day. So every single day you can just u- utilize that system. Um, same with like uh, farming. You get different farming equipment. So like at first you're watering pot. Will only do one square, and then you get a second one, and you could charge it, and it'll do a, a full square of four, and then you get another one, and it charges it, and it's a, a square of eight, and then you get another one, and it's the half your field, and then you get another one, it's the entire field in one charge. Um, so the tools as you go through the game, the game actually becomes easier. Um, as for Act Three, which is the final act of the game, it is one of the most rewarding dungeons I've ever done in, in this type of game simply because it's seven areas and each area gets progressively harder. It has a different element. And it's like you beat one area, like, yeah, you march in the second area, you die. And huh. it's like, all right, well, now I got to figure out what I got to craft and maybe I got to work on some things and you come back stronger and you can tackle the second area and finish the puzzles. And it's one of those where... You, you might have to come back several times. When you get there, you get to the third area and rinse and repeat. And by the time like I was in the fifth area, I went back to the second area and wiped the floor with everything. I'm like, oh, this is nothing. <laughs> like I killed the boss in like five hits. Um, that's how strong you get. Um, the last area is really, really cool, well-designed, a lot of little puzzles. Um, and when you beat it, what's funny is after the first act, you get credits. After the second act, you get credits. After you get married, you get credits. When you beat the third act... You're standing there and you have no idea what to do. I had to look it up. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm standing here. Like, oh, go back to town. I want to go back to town. And you see a little scene and it's like, congratulations, you beat Rune Factory 4. You know, you can can go down to your treasure vault and see something. And that's it. No credits. I'm like, that's that's it. And like all the characters are just like, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's it. Like, wait, no big, no big gathering, no big actual ending. It kind of like was weird. And if you go to your treasure vault, which is in your house, um, there's a little a bonus picture. And it's like, thank you for playing. You know, we want to thank you for playing the game. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. Um, there's also a bonus dungeon when you beat the game. This, beat Act 2. Um, the bonus dungeon's an, a random dungeon with level 300 enemies. Uh, what's funny is they let you do it then, even though those enemies will wipe the floor with you. And it's advised to not even touch it until at, you, know, you beat Act 3. Um Weird. There's a bunch of other bonus stuff. You can put the enemies HP. You can put their their levels. So I came across an area where it was like near the bottom of the map where there was some really strong enemies, and it's, it warned me not to go in there. And I went in there and I tried to befriend one of them. It was like a giant rooster at the time that I went, but it changes oh, every yes. day. No, it's it's also the roof. That's the rooster den. That was funny. <clears throat> I was like, "Ooh, yep. giant rooster!" I was trying to befriend it, and it's like, "No!" And then it tries to kill me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. There's several little hidden uh areas there's little bonus uh dungeons there's one little creature where he's in a cave and he'll give you a dungeon seed but in order to get him you have to pass his little test where you have to fold down different holes and he's really looking for a girlfriend and he's like oh if you know how to cook jump down the left hole but if you don't jump down the right hole and you jump down the right hole you go into a trap you know if you're pretty go to the left hole if you're ugly go to the right you know like they he wants it's kind of funny like humorous in that sense <laughs> um there's other bunch of different things you can grow you can grow sword and shield. like this is how deep this is i didn't even get into this the sword and shield seeds that grow sword and shield flowers these are weapons with random stats on them 
and you could actually like get them appraised. Um, there's dungeon seeds with different levels. You grow them into actual dungeons, and they're forever dungeons in your in your in your farm, and you can constantly go in there whenever you want to farm stuff. Um, there's there's and additional plants is obviously trees, as twinkle trees, as apple trees, you know, grape trees, which is weird, orange trees, stuff like that. Um, tons of different. It's just so much to this game, and all the characters, the cast of characters is great. Everyone has a different personality, and the stories as you get to them get very deep, very emotional. Like these are characters that seem like oh happy and smiles, and then you realize oh there's trauma in their their life, their loss of parents or loss of loved ones and you know you know heartbreak and there's a lot behind every single character which i love that they slowly start to show you throughout the game and while i haven't done it yet there is other modes when the title screen there's a newlywed mode and a bonus uh, feature mode which i haven't done uh, apparently the bonus feature is like a short little thing but the newlywed is like a bonus little segment with your wife or your husband but from what i understand it only unlocks if you've married them so to unlock it all you have to play the game so many times and marry all of them <laughs> um but i haven't i haven't gone into that but there's like all these extra stuff that they threw in there this well, is a meaty game <laughs> i gotta say for the the price of the game um there's a lot of content <laughs> like there's just so much content that this could be like the only game somebody has for the switch and they'll be set for like a long time well, that's just it. Even after you beat it, you can keep going. You can keep leveling your foraging and get new things to craft and craft all the things. And, you know, people want to sell, sell, you know, there's a sell log in your box. If you click your box, you can see how many percentage of items you've sold. There's, there's merchants that if you sell an item at the box, then that merchant will start to sell it. So if it's a rare item and you get one, you can sell it and then just use your money just to buy as many as you need for crafting instead of trying to farm it. Um, there's so many different ways to play this game, and that, I think, is the beauty of it. Like, outside of that RNG thing, like, it would it would be a definite shoe-in in my game of the year. It still is a shoe-in in my game of the year contending at the moment, but it would be higher up if that RNG wasn't gating. Like, the RNG would be fine if Act 2 and Act 3 started almost immediately maybe a day or two but it was guaranteed to start if the marriage event saw like oh you're you're level 10 in this person and you haven't seen the marriage event yet or at least the prerequisites we're going to give you them um in fact it got to the point where i started like sleeping to skip days just to get them and i got it during a, a blizzard which is the i don't know if you had a typhoon yet it's no, the equivalent of it uh, so the weather changes too per day. There's rain, there's snow, there's you know sunny, but there's also typhoons or blizzards. I didn't ex- didn't know what to expect. Like typhoons were crazy, like lightning's happening. But what a typhoon does is it destroys your farm. So you can sit there and see like, oh, that pepper is ready to be picked, and before you get it, you can watch it turn into a stone because it gets eroded. Like, right before you pick it. Like, you just spent the time growing it. And, like, at the end of a typhoon, your farm looks virtually like when you started with, like, like logs everywhere and stumps everywhere and, and rocks. And it just looks just decimated. And there is a way you can actually push back typhoons using your PP uh, when you beat Act 2. But you can't do it unless you do it the day prior. So you need to find out from other people, oh, there's a storm coming. Oh, I need to push it away or you have to deal with it. So I got the marriage event during a blizzard and I said, I don't care. I'm letting my farm get destroyed. <laughs> I'm not spending more time looking for this. Uh, at that point, I didn't need money anyways. So I'm probably just going to skip ahead to see all the children events at this point because I beat it. But 
But yeah, there's so much to this game. And I know people who like the the character I married, you can marry in act one. So it's not like it's all you have to, you can get married in the first act of this game. That's literally, you can spend as much time in any act as you want. There's no urgency. You can play and enjoy as much as you want. Like I'm, I just passed Christmas. So I beat the game in one full year, less than a full year, but you can take longer than that. And, and if I didn't have some struggles, I probably could have beat it sooner. And I did play it on easy. Um, so if you play it on hard or, you know, it might take you a little longer depending on how lucky you are in drops and how good you are. Um, what weapons you decide to choose. Like my, my weapons were the dual blades. I love the dual blades. That was my oh, weapon yeah. of choice. But there's the hand-to-hand, long sword, short sword, spears, um, and staves. Oh, and hammers and axes. They're the same category. So there's a lot of weapon choices. Yeah, Everything the little, plays. The wand thing. Yeah, it's pretty staff. cool. Yeah, the wand was really fun. Oh, there's also magic, too. You have mm-hmm. magic in your X and Y button. Yeah, uh, and, your, special moves. and special moves. Special moves, too. Yeah, sword moves and, and axe moves. Like, every weapon has different special moves and abilities. Like, there's so much to this game. It's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a shame people aren't, like, looking more into this because this is a deep deep game and you like you said some people may be turned off by the cover and and well honestly, the other the, <laughs> the other aspect is is that it's only available online um it's 40 dollars though so like for 40 dollars is a like a really good deal you can get the archival <laughs> edition for 60 and you get like an art book and 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 a uh soundtrack but i know when i was at gamestop asking about um games because i go in there because um one of the guys um, is like a local musician for, for gaming music, uh, the manager for the GameStop where I'm at. And so I was talking with him about it, and he's like, yeah, a lot of people are asking me about Rune Factory 4, but I have to tell them, like, we don't carry it. So I think it's like a limited, because of the limited distribution, which Amazon's not limited, but because of, you know, there's only one spot to get it, like, they're missing out on a lot of people that would casually come across it at a Walmart or GameStop or even Best Buy. Um, which is a shame yeah and i mean you would see a lot more people at least talking about it and i know because we don't have okjp with us today um you know (laughs) we don't have the poll traditionally but i bet a lot of people haven't um played this game outside of like completionists have it but i don't even know if they've played it yeah Um, like i I have on the 3ds and i never played it and i'm not gonna lie like hearing you go off on that diatribe it's overwhelming like (laughs) it might even make me want to play it less now because it's so much like but it's all optional that's the beauty it's like breath of the wild describe breath of the wild Mm -hmm. open world you could do all these things all these different events you could shield Mm -hmm. surf you can get all these different types of weapons you can go on all these different quests this crafting with the great fairy i would say there's more to rune factory 4 though there is there's there's so much to it and but but it's all optional too the the problem is though with this one not not the problem but the issue with my ocd is that i can go through and just do the battling but then i'm not going to be as powerful as i could be if i crafted and farmed. well you you would craft naturally like you would you would you would find yourself crafting because you would get to an area where you get your ass kicked and you'd be like, oh my god, they destroyed me. And then you get a craft, you, you, you go to get a forge, you buy a forge, and you go look, and you, you, eat, you get some recipes, and you look, and you're like, wow, I'm using like armor that's like crafting level 10, and here's armor that's crafted level 20, and it's like four times the stats. 
holy crap, I need to up my forging so I can get this. And you want to get that before you continue. And then when you continue, you're like, oh, look, you're hitting me for like two. <laughs> Aren't you cute? <laughs> but the problem is if my draw is the action part, then I'm distracted for hours not being able to do the action part. So I'm like, oh, well, that's the, that's the part of Zelda that I enjoy is that it's just upgrading abilities and things. It's Metroidvania too. Um, whereas a lot of these crafting, I mean, it's Minecraft world, so I understand it. Um, I just, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, because of the time sink. Only because I don't have the time. No time, Barry. Um, and literally, but like, you would think that Barry would have chose a different game after Trails. Like, <laughs> like a different, well, I a did, shorter I played, game. I played several games. Well, I played a Tokyo Mirage session between. I did Darksiders Genesis between. Um, yeah, but no time, Barry, playing mi- millions of games in between. <laughs> I, I, need, I need something to do in between dealing with this shit. Well... Fortunately, because we we know how you feel on this game, it's a it's a must own. Um, well, I have a question for you quickly. Mm-hmm. This game was announced along with the announcement of Rune Factory Five, which was mm-hmm. a big deal. And it was a big deal because the company that made this game actually went out of business. They made Rune Factory One, Two, Three, and Four, and they might have done Tides of Destiny and Frontier, which were on the Wii and the PS3. Okay, um, but they went out of business. Four didn't sell well, uh, unfortunately, and they they went out. And Marvelous bought them, bought the rights. And they, they're bringing it back. And they want to do Rune Factory 5, so they announced Rune Factory 5. And this is kind of a stepping stone. This is kind of like when, when Nintendo's like, Bayonetta 3, oh, but we're also bringing 1 and 2 over for people to catch up. That's why they did this. They did this for people who hadn't played the series or hadn't heard of the series, didn't do handhelds. Like, here's the latest game, a special version of it, so you can play it and see what it's like. And now we're doing Rune Factory 5 exclusively for the Switch, as far as I'm aware, built from the ground up for the Switch. Is that something that's going to entice you? Is that something you're going to look into when it get, when we see more information on? Well, so the graphical style was one of the parts that I didn't quite get drawn to. Um, it looks like all the games are in that style. So um, assuming that 5 is the same, it depends on what they do. If they still have the same open nature for everything, um, it'll, again, depend on... Like, if we play for the cast, or if, you know, I have the time. Um, because if I'm still heavily engaged in Dragon Quest Eleven on my 20-year tour of the game, um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it, it's taking Such me a while, but it's so good. But, um, but it's taking me a while. But, like, if I'm still deep into a long game, it's like, well, do I jump into this where there's so much to do that it's going to literally take me another year? Um, but if they do a more of a I don't know if I want to say maybe like a balance where you don't have to do the the extra crafting or that that kind of stuff to be able to enjoy the action parts like maybe they have a a setting maybe instead of easy medium and hard it's like action and craft mode or something you know what I mean like where you do the, like everything or they have like a streamlined version if they have like a streamlined version I, I would 100% be in like if if it was, more I don't think they're gonna do that. Because Probably that, that's, not. That takes away the experience for it. the whole thing. Is a I remember it's an it's an offshoot of Harvest Moon. So, mm-hmm. oh, I I know. I'm just saying though. Like if it if it did something like that, it would be a no brainer. Um, but if they keep it the same, it depends because again, they're making this for the fans, so they're probably gonna keep it the same. Like mm-hmm. I don't see them going to a niche. <clears throat> 
one person on the podcast who has a weird thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, but again, though, if they kept it more streamlined, then people would be like, oh my god, it's just like Zelda. Because it has a lot of that in it, for sure. So, I mean, but being able to bring other NPCs with you to fight in a Zelda game, aka Secret of Mana, um, or being able to take enemies with you, which is a lot of like the Dragon Quest Monsters series and yep. stuff. Like, it's it's really cool, and it's like almost a little bit of everything in one game. Yeah. Well, again, it's they pretty much... I don't know if you ever played the Harvest Moon games. Um, Honestly, I, I haven't played much of the original Harvest Moon except to write about it in my Super Nintendo book. Like, it's... I didn't get super deep into it. Because um, yeah, the, the whole town aspect and the farming aspect, that whole thing is Harvest Moon. But that's mm-hmm. all... Like Harvest Moon has some some side areas where you can you know see little gnomes and you can you can fish and you can you know chop wood and stuff like that, but that's pretty much it. It's mainly confined to your farm, the town, maybe a little side area. This is this is really an open world, not open world, but like it's a larger world with interconnected areas, uh, a la Zelda, um, with you know all the monsters and dungeons and like they put an adventure on top of that, which I think mm-hmm. is super ambitious and I think they pull it off beautifully. Harvest Moon of Mana. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, basically, like, it's just a, a Mana-style game inside of Harvest Moon. And, I mean, cool game, great value. Um, Get it while you can, because it may not be available forever. It is available Especially with right this now. coronavirus. <laughs> My goodness. Um, stay safe out there. Um, <laughs> but, so fortunately for the next game... Um, I'm assuming we're going to JP's second game, which we actually had codes for, Um, which is one we alluded to last episode where I I talked about the wrong developer, uh, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) But um, we're going to Kimono Warriors for the next one. So it's available digitally only right now. Um, And I think I wrote Kimono like the, the actual Japanese Kimono, but it's Kimono with a K E, right? Mm-hmm. Kimono Warriors, and I'm gonna look it up real quick so I don't jack it up. Um, <coughs> and these were these codes are provided by the developers, so thank which you. Which is Mad Gear Games. Um, thank you, Mad Gear. The developers of a whole new world. I messed that up last time, and JP was quick to <laughs> to correct me. Um, but yeah, I, and honestly, if you type in Kimono Warriors. Uh, it goes to my website first. That's the first link that pops up is Hagen's Alley. So um, that's interesting that even the um, the the game has no reference on anything, not even Nintendo's website. It's just with the developers. So it's Kimono Heroes. That's probably why. <laughs> is it Heroes or is it Warriors on our screen? Warriors. Are you sure? Cause I'm think, I thought I saw it. Shows Kimono Heroes by NIS America. And that's Mad Gear Games. So I think they initially called it... I mean, they definitely initially called it Kimono Warriors because when I interviewed them, um, that could be why. So NIS America, though, is the publisher of Kimono Heroes available on the eShop. Um, and it was literally just released, though. Really cool. Um, it looks like a little action platformer that is right up my alley, pun intended. Uh, looks like it's up to... Well, there's four different characters to choose from. We'll have to see how many players it is. Um, there's definitely five worlds, 15 stages, a lot of different types of gameplay. 
Um, it'll be interesting if it's multiplayer because it's a 2D platformer. If they have like friendly fire on and stuff, that'll be the interesting part. It looks like from some of the screenshots, there's up to four players. Um, that could be just a battle royal mode. It might be in the platforming mode. Um, if that, if it's actually four players in the platforming game though, I'm going to, when my daughter has friends come over, I'm going to make them all play. Nice. Watch them, like all the kids, like kids that are eight years old playing <laughs> a brand new game, watching them all die. It'll be hilarious. You masochist. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it should be fun. Um, ironically, some people have already posted pictures of like a physical version. There's nothing been announced yet, but NIS America is publishing it. So hopefully, if it sells well. Uh, we will get a physical copy in the future. Well, that's that's one I will definitely be purchasing uh, physical anyway. But I yeah, of I course you be, will, Barry. You buy it all. Of but I w- I will be playing uh, playing the digital for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Um, you know, you sent us two games, and the first one that we're we're gonna do next week or the, the following week, I know nothing about. I, I don't even know what the yes. game is because I can't even put in the code to see what it was. And I even avoided when you wrote <laughs> what it was because I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be nearly as exciting. I think, I think it might be. I don't, I don't know. I'm just looking at the, the, the icon. Um, so it could be the, the greatest game ever and I could be completely judging the book by its cover. But I'm going into it 100% blind when I go there. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be playing Kimono Warriors first. Kimono Heroes. Kimono Heroes. Heroes. Whichever one it is. Kimono Heroes, yeah. So, thanks again to Mad Gear Games for providing codes. Um, who knows if JP will randomly, without telling us, send out a bunch of codes to listeners. He did that last time and didn't tell us, and all of a sudden we have a bunch of people tagging us. And we're like, oh, cool, JP. I didn't even know well, you were going to do something. that. You said something. <laughs> you weren't listening. Well, that's true. I, I do work. <laughs> um, JP says, oh, um... Because we were asking for his comments, and he said, oh, I was working, and if you look on his Twitter feed, he was posting video unboxings and stuff. He wasn't aware, like, he wasn't working at all. He was well, posting... that's his work. Yeah, but he works for a living, too. So, I, like, always, get... we always like to give JP crap online, though. It's, it's too fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, so Kimono Heroes will be fun. Uh, there's a bunch of news to talk about, by the way, like, um, for example... Reggie joined GameStop. Yes, he did. So, um, <clears throat> interestingly, is the the same GameStop that I go to just to, you know, shoot the shit with the um, manager. Um, he is apparently, and he says this. I don't know if it's true that he's the number one Nintendo selling GameStop in in the country. Um, that's what he says, which is interesting because there's never any Switch games there. Like it's like if you go to Best Buy, it's like a smorgasbord, and it's amazing. It's like Shangri-La. Um, you go there, it's like, there's not much on the shelf. Um, it might just be the area that he's in. Maybe he does. But he does say that when he goes to the manager conferences for GameStop, that he sits with Nintendo, and he actually is on group text with Reggie from when he worked with Nintendo. So, Damn. like, he actually has talked with the Nintendo reps and everything as a GameStop manager. So... I don't know how truthful that is. It, it may be 100% truthful. Um, but when, when we're talking, it, there's like there's no reason for me not to believe the guy, except for that it sounds a bit far-fetched, but like it could 100% be true. But he is saying that um, they don't know exactly what section he's going into. They just know he's on the board. Yeah, on the board. That's all he knows, too. <clears throat> Which is interesting that even the GameStop managers don't know exactly what 
focus. Um, is it enough to, to save GameStop? Who knows? I mean, any good publicity will help them, but I mean, in reality, the weird focus that they have toward making it like a, uh, a Chuck E. Cheese with video game birthdays, I, I don't know if that's enough to save it. Um, in, in all honesty, my, my one thing that I thought that would help save them is if they went like the Best Buy route and started getting some of these limited publishers in there. Like, that was smart on Best Buy to do. Well, they actually do, in the sense, they have their own game trust as them, and they have Mm. their own exclusive physical titles. Like, Trine Series 1 to 3, Helmut. I just don't think it's as cool as Best Buy. Like, when I go into Best Buy, it's, like, super cool um, with so many, like, unique games. Like, I'm seeing all the limited run stuff, and I'm seeing all this extra cool, like, different games, whereas, like, I don't know. GameStop just seems always seems like picked over with cases that are, don't even have the art on them, and it's just like, ugh, uh, yeah, gross. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> it's gross. just it's like, hey, look over at their Vita games, and there's no art cover, so I'm not picking no. up anything, and I'm like, ugh, no way. And but I mean, I still do go there because they um they created the whole um, they changed the the percentage thing, and now if you get five dollars a month, so it sucks. It does, but it does get me to buy a game. I did. I bought uh, Black Future '88 this week. Yeah. Um, it says you ruin friendships, so I was like, "Yes, I need to ruin <laughs> friendships." Um, but like the difference is, though, is I get a discount on top of it. So which is yeah, awesome. Mr. Military. That's awesome. Um, and I did finally get Eternal Bleed Two this week. Um, um, I haven't bought. I heard- it bad things about that i haven't touched it yet yeah i played the original when it was a free download i think either on psn or xbox live one of those two it was free and i thought it was okay um i wanted to turn a blade 2 just because i figured if it's more of the same it has action pieces to it it might be fun um so i picked it up who knows it might be terrible um it is the genre style that i like and the chick looks like ivy on the on the front cover <laughs> Like with the little like weapon thing, it looks almost like Ivy. When I'm saying Ivy, I mean like from Soul Blade. Soul Cal, yeah, Soul Blade, Soul, Soul Calibur. Soul Cal, actually, it's Soul, probably Soul Calibur, like three or four is when she was introduced. Um, but yeah, no, that. she was in two at least. Was she? Yeah, yeah definitely in two. Oh, was two the uh, one with all the different like Link was in it in, in the GameCube yeah. version? Oh, I think she was in that one for sure. She was yeah. in that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but either way though, like it looks cool. But those are the only two that I picked up this week because the week before I got like the three in, and I'm very slow on my purchases for the Switch just because we got so much to play. Um, and I can I don't wait. know they might be in short supply now. Who knows? I can wait. Um, it was a heavy a heavy week for pre-orders though for me at least with stuff that I wanted like Super Rare. Um, they had their game that went up that's already sold out that we predicted here on the Switch Mania Playcast. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, their, their <coughs> craziness, yeah. What was that, Android Cactus Assault? Android Cactus Assault, yeah. Yeah, and it was funny, though, because I don't know if their percentages are off, um, on their site, or they do it on purpose, but it was at 1% for almost, like, half a day, and it went all the way down to 1% pretty quick, so I do know that there's certain store, like, attributes where... You can have, like, oh, there's 100 people looking at this right now, and it's, like, a, a random number. Uh, so I think the percentages, like, it's not 100% one-to-one, 
percentage wise i think it was goes down to one because it makes people want to buy it because there's only one percent left um i think it went down quicker and sticks at one for a little bit but it's did indeed sell out, so that it is gone now. Um, Thankfully, I got the three pack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got my copy of the individual one because I just thought it looked cool. Um, for sure. Did, did you get a whole like a world of goo as well? Um, yeah, I got a world of goo. I already have it in. Um, I got a world of goo when it came out because I, I love that game. I played it back when it was on PC and on the Switch. So you got the normal version, not the steelbook, then? Oh, 100 percent. I don't. I don't collect steelbooks, so. I was fine with that. Um, what else was announced? There was another one announced. Wasn't there? Was it limited run that was announced with a tiny metal went up? Kind of metal. Tiny went metal up. went up. I bought the Today. regular edition of tiny metal. Same. Um, that's another one that's in the Switch Collector Volume One. It was actually the last game digitally released that I had in the book from uh, the first fiscal year. It was. It was like <clears> in <throat> December of the first year of the Switch. Uh, it was before I expanded to the full year to year from march to march um then i when i did that there's more games after that but that was the last game of that year was tiny metal and i was like yeah that's definitely a a really cool game um this has two games in it though it's the first two Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um and that's something that jp wanted us to talk about with one of his unboxings which i recall us mentioning um that when it was the heart machine release that he did it was i, I can't remember the human machine <laughs> I'm, I'm jacking up the name by the way um it's that it's the human um, resource machine human resource machine and i'm pretty sure i remember us talking about that there's that game and then the one million humans or whatever the other second game that they're both on the cartridge and I thought we were talking about that, but JP's <coughs> I don't like, well, remember sure talking you, about it. Make sure you mention that. And I was like, I thought maybe he didn't confirm it. Maybe we just mentioned that it might be possible, but it's yeah, confirmed because when he popped it in, it popped up with both games, which is awesome. So human that. resource machine was released. It was released in Japan. Yeah. Only Japan. Only in Japan. Um, we don't know if it's confirmed because every time he posts that Barry goes, is it coming out in the U S because <laughs> that's what he does. Um, <laughs> And he never answers. And he never answers. Um, I will just wait. Um, I thought those games were okay. Uh, They have that weird, dreary look to them. Um, But they're pretty fun, actually. I played the first original version from that developer. I can't remember what the name of the original original. It might just be Human Resource Machine. But it was was pretty fun. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if JP actually plays it. He won't. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he popped it in for the unboxing, and that's about as far as he gets. It's about as far as he gets, but unless we make him play it for the playcast, and then I'll... That doesn't even work. No, that doesn't <laughs> even... Because then he skips the week. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Ah, oh, Barry gets his revenge when JP's not on. Because <laughs> last week, JP was being brutal. <clears throat> last week, JP was... Yeah, you're right. He was brutal, man. <laughs> He was brutal. He was like, how would you not play a game? I said, oh, yeah, I didn't play it much either. I didn't. <laughs> but, I, but I probably would have liked it. But I, I just didn't have the time to play a two-hour game. Yeah, that is pretty funny. And so, like, this game, like, the next game is going to be fun. <clears throat> I'm going to play it for a while. Hopefully it, it draws me in. Um, and it's a digital game, so that's cool. But I also would like to get to my wall, um, my seven my wall of seven. There's you know seven games that I wanna 
play that we'll see if they actually because they're like in my realm of games that I should like and see if they actually go up into my top like 40. So you're going to be playing Animal Crossing next week? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not even planning on buying it unless my daughter like bugs me. We got two copies coming. I know you do. My so wife. Yeah. Nothing wrong that- with that. Um, I need to finish. Um, so I, I don't think I mentioned it last week, but I was playing Egalos. That's one of my yes. seven games that I've been playing. I played Rune Factory 4 this week. I didn't play any Egalos, but I do want to go back and, and finish that game. Um, if the next boss is as hard as the last one, the dragon that's on the cover is one of the bosses, and it's it's a character builder fight. I did end up beating him, but it it took a while. And But I've been going through side trials and everything where there's these trials that you have to go through. They're like pixel-perfect jumps that would be like Super Meat Boy, it reminded me of. Um, <laughs> but in a dragon, or not a dragon, but a Monster Boy, Wonder Boy style of platforming. But... The interesting thing is, is that you have a downward thrust a la Zelda 2, and it works, like, perfectly, and until I got to that portion, I hadn't mastered it, and now I'm, like, flawless on it, even though I've had a week off, so I probably forgot everything, but (laughs) it was, I lost my, lost my skill, but, um, either way, though, I would like to go back to that, um, but I do want to give Kimono Heroes a chance, too. So. Now, to be fair, uh, oh, you 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 said Kimono Warriors. You said it was Warriors. I said Heroes this time. Um, yeah. yeah, I said Warriors. I think when I said no, the I mean in, in the in the chat log, you said Warriors too. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like when we talked about it when I interviewed them, it was called Kimono Warriors. I even had the picture. Um, but now it's Heroes. They changed the name. I mean, that's what happens though. When they finish development, they go through a publisher. The publisher said, "Hey, it'd be cooler if you're playing as heroes. It's a more positive spin than warriors." Okay. Um. So, here's a a good controversial topic. Um. So, the last two quote unquote official Wii U games are being released by Pixel Heart. Um. And so, my question is, do we count those for the Wii U, being a Wii U collector, like back in the day? Because, unlike the Switch, the Wii U is region locked, which means you would have to have a separate console, like either EU or Australia, because it's only European and Australia. They confirmed that at Pixel Heart, because they're a European company. So, it is not like the Switch. In my opinion, unless you're going for, like, other regions with a separate Wii U... They don't count. <clears throat> no. So, no. like, I mean, and, and absolutely, the games, like, it's like Switch style. Like, I would absolutely play those on the Switch. Well, they're on the Switch as well. So. well they are. And, and what games were, I didn't even write down the games. I just wrote down that they were region locked. Like, Finding Teddy 2 and the Shmup Collection. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're both on the Switch. Like, Finding Teddy 2, they already had a Switch release before that. <clears throat> so, like, I absolutely will, like, get that for the Switch. But as as it being a Wii U... Like, they're going to sell them in Europe, probably, and then some people are going to get it for the Wii U and not know that it's region locked, even though people have com- you know, talked about it in, in chat, and then be like, man. Here's the thing. You said, like, then they, they don't count for a North American set. They count for a Wii U set if you're going for every Our Wii U thing. title. Um, the difference between that and the Switch, um, even even the Switch, do, do those two games count for a full U.S.? Switch no. set? No. no. They count for a full English language set, yes. Mm-hmm. But that's it. 
So, like, people like me, we're going to get them because we're... Well, now, here's the thing. Those games are actually coming to um, uh, VGNY. And Finding Teddy 2 will still be European. Um, but the next game they're doing... Uh, I don't think it's Shmup Collection. It's another one. It's actually going to be ESR, right? ESRB rated. So, oh, I think be the VGNY first is going to, from the third, third release on, be ESRB rated. It's just uh, Gigantic Army and Finding Teddy 2 that are not. I believe Finding Teddy 2 is the second one. That's available already for pre-order. Now, like I those. would I would consider a VGNY release since it's released in the U.S., regardless of it as an ESRB. I still consider that a, a U.S. release. If you it is technically a European card and everything, yeah, it's, I it's, I still like would consider it because it was released in the U.S. Um, well, yeah, I'm I'm getting rid of like my my PlayAsia version, and that's the mm-hmm, version of like sure. Gigantic Army I'm keeping is the VGNY version. But you're right though, the cart via cartridge though it's still European, so it's still European. Yeah. But this one is the new the third release is which is one from Pixel Heart is going to be ESRB ESRB. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe. VGNY will be able to get these two US printed for the Wii U. Um, it's possible. It just depends on if there's money to be made there. Yeah. I mean, in all reality, as long as they're able to make a profit on it, they may do it in the future. Because, like, as much as, you know, people want things to be quote unquote limited, like, in reality, the more people that can play some of these games, the better. Um, the worst thing I see is, like, somebody really wants to play a game like Rune Factory 4 or anything, and they can't, right? That's. It and it's like, man, that's sad because as a developer, you want everybody to be able to play everything <laughs> like that you put your heart and soul into, and it being super limited is unfortunate. Um, especially if you're just a physical collector type, because um, they are available digitally, so people can still play yes. the games. Like, yeah. that's the other thing, but um, yeah, and, and that's one of the interesting thing is you mentioned like the um, the different US set, English set, um. I'd like having a fun set. So, <laughs> I, I well, mean, and then that can be a Japanese only language that I can enjoy without yeah. having to read, but it's still, I can play it. Like, if it's that's just the, like a retro platformer and the yeah. title's in Japanese, I don't care. I'll play the game. That's the beauty of collecting, though. I mean, yeah. there is a definitive US set, there's a definitive European mm-hmm. and a definitive Japanese set. There is also a definitive English language set or, or any language set, of course. Um, but, but, not everybody's going for full sets. Only those of us that are crazy, and a lot of us are, are oh, dropping yes. out. Um, <laughs> but but m- most people do the fun sets. Um, they they want the games that they find fun, regardless of language. They don't care. They just want to play what's fun. Um, and those sets, you know, often will stay that way, or sometimes they'll branch off because you know sometimes they'll say, oh, you know, I found this at a garage sale, I want to keep it, or oh, I mean, you'll, you know, and you'll get some random games thrown in there, and that's that's how you branch off. Um, well, even a, going for the quote-unquote fun set, though, I'm well over 200 games, which is shows oh yeah. you the propensity of great games <clears throat> on the Switch, or even games that a retro gamer says to myself who also enjoys modern games, like, that it all draws to me, and the, the Switch is like, I call it the, the indie machine, because there's so many cool indie games, and indie games have a retro nostalgia to them because whether it's a pixelated game or a a retro inspired new age game or you know like there's so many different genres types generations uh and the switch is is the place where even the limited run games come on and, and give us physical releases of them which make 
like the collector piece insane, but it's like the the melting pot of everything. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's why I'm on mechanic. the playcast. That's why we're doing the <laughs> podcast. Like it's it is my favorite system currently. And, and here's something we we talked a little bit about Reggie and GameStop. And one yeah. thing I did want to bring that back up. I, I did want to mention for sure. There, there's a theory going around, and it's not not a confirmed thing, but it's a, a theory game that, theory. Game theory and that that games, <laughs> GameStop is is pretty much trying to hold off until ps5 xbox x comes out and that's going to be their saving grace now with this coronavirus and all this there is a good chance that those are delayed and if they're delayed they're delayed out of 2020 they're delayed into 2021 whether that be spring summer or maybe even fall of 2021 depending on how they want to play it and how bad of a delay it is uh, and their marketing strategy and and that could be you know reggie could do the greatest job in the world but that alone could be the death nail um or the nail in the coffin really for for gamestop now as for the switch you know you, you've got all these great titles and and like you said even with that there's such a backlog of games mm. of great games that you can go back to and one of the things we you know my prediction my prediction at the beginning of the year <coughs> you can go back to the playcast you could hear it you could hear it on the nintendo fuse podcast as well i said that the the switch Pro, where the Switch 2 was going to come out, it was going to come out fall, it was going to come out to compete. That is completely dead at this point, as far as I'm concerned, and that's mainly because of the coronavirus, which obviously I couldn't predict was going to be a big thing um, then. But um, it's one of those things where now, if this is the case, Nintendo could really coast on, on the Switch for longer. They don't need an upgrade because there's less of you know a need for it and there's gonna be no competition from the other consoles and the other consoles i guarantee you aren't doing any major titles because playstation was banking on the five xbox Uh, sex was doing backward compatibility but like they're probably gonna wait to showcase the xbox sex like maybe and all those games are gonna be delayed along with the consoles because of the same virus then so, like, it'll be real interesting to see, like, if Nintendo is taking advantage, if Nintendo's subjected to the same issues. Yeah, uh, and that that's one thing. Like, PS5, as far as I remember, and I'm sure a listener can correct me, um, Last of Us Part Two, and, uh, was it the, um, oh, God, now I can't think of it now. Horizon Zero Not, Dawn? No, no, it's the, the, the I think it was Somniac. The uh, not Satsuna, the oh my god, ghost, <laughs> ghost is sh- the ghosts of Satsuma, whatever it is. Oh, um, yeah. that's those are, the, those are the only two, as far as I can think, like big PS4 exclusive games from Sony coming out this year. Like, like you could tell they were planning on the PS5, um, between for the back half, yeah. Um, and that may be all PS4 has this year in addition to, you know, whatever third party comes out. And, and same with, you know, Microsoft just got Ori 2 just came out this week. Um, but outside of that, you know, I don't know what, what else is really coming out. I know Halo, you know, I'm the next Halo is coming Ori out. Ori physical on the Switch and maybe oh, Ori 2 physical on the Switch. My goodness. But here's the thing, though. So you said Reggie, right? Yeah. What if in this time being... Reggie's able to use his connections to Nintendo and get some kind of exclusivity with 
with GameStop. It's possible. Maybe. And I don't even know what type of exclusivity I'm thinking, but like something that would make it essential to go into a GameStop, right? Like he, he, if he's in marketing, which is probably part of what he's going to be doing, but if he's in marketing, sales, hype generation, whatever, he just needs to get people into GameStop in all reality. If people come into GameStop, they're going to buy more games reciprocal. They're going to buy other stuff too. So like... I don't know if it, and it wouldn't be something as simple as like getting more Nintendo lunchboxes in there because that's not going to. It's going to have to be something Switch related, console game related that brings the collectors in, gets Barry to walk into their doors. Um, but I don't know what that would look like if it's like a first party exclusivity. That would kind of be a death trap. I don't think Nintendo would agree to that. But it could be something like a. I don't know, like if they did a Zelda Switch, like only to GameStop, well, we're going to get people to go into GameStop. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know, like the, like little stuff like that, if they had exclusive styles of a console exclu- like to GameStop, that would help. And again, though, subjected to coronavirus, of course. So that's the issue too, is you've still got the whole can't, production's kind of halted. So, yeah, the uh, I mean, they've done that, like I said, with Game Trust, and they, you know, mm-hmm. they had uh, you know, some exclusive games, and it certainly worked. Those games, I mean, they even did like Katamari Damacy was exclusive there for a time being, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I they, they're definitely trying, and I, I like that, and that's one of the things I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, down with GameStop, um, and they it's care. like, you know. They care. They care, and if, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Song of the Deep. There was Deformers, which was you know an online only game, and there's now a coaster. Um, and then you, <laughs> you, you know you have you have Helmut in America, and you got they're trying, and especially like trying because they did the trying ultimate, and one to three was not on the card; it was just four. And other countries didn't get one to three physical, and that GameStop trying series one to three is the only way to get those three games physical. Um, at all, oh, at least on the Switch. I mean, the the Trine Ultimate on the other systems has it, like PS4 and Xbox One. But if you want it for the Switch, it's the only physical card for it. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely got one to three, but I never got part four yet, just because no time, Barry. Oh. <laughs> got no time, I, I comma Barry. I, I didn't. I didn't like those games. Um, um, I I did a wonderful review on Nintendo Fuse with the <laughs> first game when it came out again on the Wii U. And we played that all night long, and we did a game chat on it. And oh my god, yeah, <laughs> not, a, not fan. a fan. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't played it yet. Um, not going to judge a book by its cover yet. But again, who knows when I'll ever get to it? Because there's so many that I have preloaded. I mean, I keep looking in the middle of mine, and the messenger is sitting right there, and I'm like, Ninja Gaiden, I need to I need some Ninja Gaiden in my life. Um, but. I would say we talked about some some of that. Um, we got some, maybe the next episode or two, we'll talk about some of the different movies that have been out recently. Um, some good stuff, because we're almost at two hours. Um, probably call it a wrap, and there's, unless there's anything else you want to cover. No, I I think that was a pretty full episode with, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit with of everything going on. <laughs> a bit of coronavirus stuff at the beginning. Um so, uh, a bit for the Switchbook update. Um, mentioned last week we're in pre-production. It ended up taking them almost all week to get back to me. <laughs> um, they they lost that I signed the um, 
the quote and everything and send it back to them. I sent it back to them like immediately and they're like, oh, I didn't know how I lost this. So that took like half the week just for them to get back to me with that, which was ridiculous. Um, wow. But they submitted everything to me literally like a couple hours before we recorded tonight. Um, I was able to get back and make all the updates like the proper size of a cover. Because um, when I create the cover, I use like a, um, a template. But uh, the template was for like a much larger spine than what it's going to be. So I had to like sh- just shrink the spine, really. Um, and that allows me to like hone in on things. There were a few images that needed to be optimized because some of the stuff is retro it's going to be like low quote-unquote dpi but uh going in and um there are a few that were a little blurry and i'm on a 5k tv or 5k i'm on a 4k tv um so for my monitor for my computer so i'm looking at everything like really like for basically for clarity it can be a little granular because you know retro games sometimes are but the book has to not have any kind of like messiness to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, just it has to look nice. Um, so um, we're talking about conventions usually at the end of the episode. So most of the conventions are now postponed uh, for the for the time being. So Midwest Gaming Classic, from what I'm tracking, is being uh, canceled. I haven't seen anything about postponement. I've heard about cancellation. So I hope because I know the. Um, guys who run it and they do it as a passion project i hope that they're able to uh recoup some of the costs that they've put into this because that's the thing that stinks about running a like a a game convention is like you put your whole like year into it and then when something like an epidemic hits and you can't run the event it sucks and they were subjected it was like two years ago to like a blizzard and the whole sunday was like killed so they didn't even know if they could do it last year because of the year before and the blizzard like killed their Sunday. Um, and now this happens, you know what I mean? Like this is a, a make or break for a lot of conventions. So. I think a lot of, I think 2021 is going to be the real telling year. How many of these conventions survive being shut down? Um, even, even E3, um, I'm fairly certain that Nintendo is still going to have an E3 direct. I hope um, so. I hope so. Um, Limited Run has stated that they're still going to be having their direct, their digital direct. Uh-huh. Ubisoft stated that they're looking into a digital type of show for their presentation. Um, so if if all these companies do this and they say, hey, it's great, um, then, then that's probably what's going to happen. Now, a lot of people look at those conferences and go, that's E3, and that's not E3. When the ESA said we are canceling E3, that only means the show floor from Tuesday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. All those conferences that happen are completely independent and not under the jurisdiction of the ESA. So Microsoft can still have a conference at the Microsoft Theater uh, in June, and they can call it an E3 conference, but it's still not part of E3. Same with EA Play, same with the Nintendo Direct. None of those are actually part of E3. Now, if E3... You know, since E3 is canceled, Nintendo still does a direct. I hope they still do their Treehouse segment, maybe in the Treehouse offices, just showing off different games um, that they would have normally shown off on the show floor. So, because I, I like the Treehouse segments, but I guess we'll see how much in depth they go in in June. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. And the fact that they canceled it in June is telling of the hysteria. Well, they that canceled it in March, not in June. It, no, it, they canceled like, the June event, event. Yeah, in March. Like, like Midwest Gaming Classic is in two weeks. 
So that one is is very soon. And things are still, quote-unquote, ramping up. I'm hoping that it's just people are now <coughs> reporting it, so that's where we're seeing this uptick, and then it's going to level off as, as people are, you know, being safe. Um, I hope that, and I hope yeah. everybody is safe out there. Um, but the fact that they canceled E3, but canceled all sports, like yeah. even like I'm out here by the Masters is by me, and they've canceled it. Canceled that. They've the XFL was running its first season. They canceled the rest of the season. That might not even survive anymore. And they said that they're still paying the full salary for everybody throughout the rest of the year, and then they hope to bring it back. And it's Vince McMahon from WWE, and he has, he's a billionaire, so he probably could bring it back if he wants to. And everybody that I talked to liked it. So it was really good. So, I mean, I'm not a, a sports dude. I play video games, damn it. But yeah. <laughs> but I do want, like, I hope that it goes well, because I know a lot of people that enjoyed it. Um, but that's gone. The first time ever Disneyland, Disney World closed, and they don't close for anything. Um, I mean, it's just, it's nasty out there. And yeah. hopefully um, we come out on the other side with um, all uh, all of our digits in tech. <laughs> no, well, that's the idea. We're not going anywhere, and, and hopefully we all stay safe. And uh, So, Barry, know, where you... can they find you while you're safe? <laughs> well, while, while I'm in quarantine, knock on wood, I don't get anything. Um, you could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you're interested in hearing some of the stuff I've did, I guess I said last time, and I'll say it again, I was just on the Nintendo Everything podcast for last week. Yeah. Um, so give that a listen. Um, those guys are great over there, and give them some love too. Nice. Um, so as always, you can find me at Hagen's Alley on Facebook and the Twitter, and on Hagen's at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Um, within the last week, I revamped the entire Hagen's Alley Books store, uh, streamlined it, made it more simplistic, made it easier to like pre-order the latest book. Uh, also put in stuff like the newest stuff and the most popular stuff for people to just like look around. It's like it's a more fun store just to to poke around at now. And I got rid of a lot of the superfluous like big imagery and stuff that was there before. Um, I just made it like a, a streamlined store. Uh, so I mean, I know, I know you checked it out, Barry. I had a couple other yeah. authors check it out and, and they enjoyed it and yeah, sales, have up, sales have upticked. That's for sure. So that's cool. Um, I am working on uh, two other books concurrently as after, as soon as I finish up the switch piece and get it fully to the, the publisher, which I'm literally waiting on the case, but I'm working on the complete Sega Genesis right now with a lot of contributors, um, changing the focus. It's still my full collector's book. But that's only like 370 pages. Uh, the other 100-ish pages will be like the so what, the best of the best when you think Sega Genesis with like personal stories and longer um, write-ups. So that's where I take in like when people um, give me feedback like, hey, how can you only write one paragraph on Legends of Link to the Past? Well, I wanted to write more. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. So my figuring out how to do it is, all right, so if I want to write about Toe Jam and Earl... I'm going to write it in the front and do like a little bit of like my personal story with playing Toe Jam and Earl with my cousin Kyle at his parents' cabin during summer and stuff. Like I'm going to write about it's going to be personal experiences and why we love certain games for it. And that's kind of what I got from the Switch Collector because that's kind of how we did the contributor sections and all of the reviews and things are more personalized in that book. Um, so it's it's more of a, you know, expanded 
Switchopedia. So I'm taking a little bit of that and throwing it into my collector series, but still keeping the integral part of the complete Sega Genesis and Mega Drive Impact. So that's one book I'm working on. The other one is the 1992 Culture Chronicles is finally coming. So those of you that are hardcore Hagen's Alley books uh, collectors, because I got a bunch out there, um, I did the 1990 and 1991 Culture Chronicles back a long time ago with an old Patreon I was trying with like physical items. And it was popular enough to get a print run, but I didn't really dig Patreon too much, so I just like stopped doing it. Um, and you know, people that still had money in the ether were able to get like limited editions of future books and stuff. But um, but the 1992 Culture Chronicles, the cover is going to be Mortal Kombat for that. And not only that, but the artist is the artist who created the dragon for Mortal Kombat from 92. So he's the one. It used to be called Dragon Attack, by the way, before Mortal Kombat. And he's going to tell a story in the book, too. Um, And I'm going to be working on that book with a author named Rob Strangman. Strangman. Um, it's S-T-R-A-N-G-M-A-N. Um, but he did Memoirs of a Virtual Caveman. And so we're going to be going deep into stories about 92. Um, the previous books were myself just um, telling my own stories and then some contributors. Now I want to get like a double perspective on some games and some stories. And that's all games, all consoles, one entire year of gaming. That's how the Culture Chronicles go. So I'm working on those two concurrently. However, comma... Once I get to a good point on the Sega Genesis book, Switch Collector Volume 2 starting. Year 2, actually. The whole year. Um, and then I'm going to split it into volumes as the Switch library dictates because, yeah, Barry knows. Mm-hmm. Shit's crazy. But, um, yeah, so, because, I, I mean, people haven't really been pinging me about year two, or Volume 2, but, like, if I don't start on it, it's going to take, like, years. So I haven't started on a year two or volume two yet for the Switch. Like I'm still putting the finishing touches on this one. When I finish that, I need to. And I'm I'm literally done with the complete Genesis. By the way, Barry, it's done. I just nice. need to, I just need to write. <laughs> so like formatting is like seventy five percent of making the book like over the top. And this formatting takes me like years. Um, now I've, I've had the formatting. Now I started working on the formatting for the Genesis book before I started the Switch book. Um, but it's, it's in a really good place. I, I write all the time for it. Like it's not like I've been writing for it for three years. Um, so I need to finish the writing. Um, and then I will start formatting the Switch book and I'll be formatting the Switch book while I'm writing the Genesis book. Like it's going to start. Uh, but they all take a while and with the Switch Collector Volume 1, I did something weird, which was uh, we took it to Kickstarter before we had the digital-only section written. Usually, I have everything written before I take it to a Kickstarter because I just want it to be out there faster. Um, So with Volume 2, it's going to be... And it'll be year two if it's multiple volumes. Um, but with the second year of the Switch, like we're going to take it, it's going to be a faster production time, if that makes sense, Barry. Makes sense. Yeah. Just want to get it out there. But um, that's enough book talk right at the end. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, definitely check everything out, though, if you're interested, HagensAlley.com. And uh, we're going to be playing Kimono Heroes. Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. So uh, we will see you next week. 
Have a great one.